Ashley Brock, reading Nora Roberts' book, Finding the Dream, Chapter 17. He wasn't feeling particularly dangerous with the trash Byron had dealt him. He held fairly steady in the first hour of the game, keeping his bets conservative, even predictable, while he studied each of his opponents for their tails. They were good, he admitted. All three of them. This wasn't any sucker's game. They may have been the classy high rollers who normally gambled in palaces, but he had a... But he had learned his skills aboard ship, where boredom could tempt a man to toss a month's pay into the pot just to break the monetary. At a card table, any card table, Michael knew a wise man studied his queries and his foes. Josh flicked a thumb over to his jaw when he had a solid hand. And the ties went blank and cold when he was bluffing. DeWitt tended to reach for his beer when he had a winner. And Templeton, well, Templeton was a cagey dog, but the second hour got underway. Michael noted that the man puffed hard on a cigar when he prepared to rake in the chips. Calculating Michael discarded Drew into a pitiful pair of trays. He had a choice. Consider the practicalities inside of those time shaped things up. Uh, there's your ten. He told Josh flipping it. Raise your ten. Twenty to me. Absolutely blind. Reached out to scratch one of his dogs. Aside, Michael does smugly. That he had nothing. I'm in. Twenty. Tommy knocked it off. And ten more. Ow! Josh tossed his cards down and rose to help himself to one of the fat sandwiches on the counter. I'll say you're raising bump at 20. And you do confide this hand out. Byron pushed back over his beer. The boy had been bumping the pot since the deal. Thomas mused and studied the pretty trio of ladies in his hands. Well, they would have to see what he was made of. You're 20 or 50 more. Michael's eyes met Tim Thomas over the card, held steady as he pushed him to 50 and 50 back. Called vote. Thomas studied his up. Opponent then weaseled out of breath between us. I'll give you this one. He decided to toss the cards and well, he'd have made it with Michael scoop back the chips. What did you have? When Michael merely smiled and began to stack his chips, Thomas sits down another. You bluffed me. I can see it. You didn't have shit. A man has to pay to say, Mr. Templeton. I stared at Thomas and like, Tommy, he said. When a man bluffs me cold, he ought to call me Tommy. Call me by my name. My deal. Michael gathered up the cards. Stud, seven cards. You in, Tommy? I'm in, and I'll still be in when you will turn on the floor and begging for mercy. <laughs> Michael flipped in his hand. A boy needs his dreams. Thomas let loose a laugh, reached into his pocket. Damn if I don't like you, fairy. Have a cigar, or a real one, not one of those girls smokes. Byron puffs on. Thanks, but I quit. Still, he sniffed longly at the last one. Anyway, uh, those Cubans look too much like a dick. <laughs> Josh choked on smoke, pulled a cigar out of his mouth. Thanks, mate. I'm really going to enjoy this now. Howling with laughter, Thomas slapped his hand. I'll do. Deal the cards and prepare to lose your shirt. During hour three, Michael took a pass and walked outside. He peed companionly with the dogs and watched the night drench guy. Elvis bought, isn't it? Michael looked back over his shoulder as Byron approached him. You sure picked one. I was thinking I could put a small stable there. The edge of the cypress grove. Simple. Two stalls. Two. I figure solo. Solo's long leaving for a horse. I like the look of that pinto mare. She's a sweetheart. He tucked his tongue in his cheek. You clear with your wife. Byron's eyes were mild on the news. I know all kinds of ways around my wife. More assumed than you do even after picking her up on fisherman's work. I was just riding under her cage. And yours. He lifted his hands palms. Never laid my hands on him. Hardly. Byron chuckled. Shook his head. I think we'll just leave that particular door closed, but if you want to ride Josh by Margo, I'll find it entertaining. I don't want to have to fight him. He suffers any looks. Losing through my teeth when we were twelve. Michael checked him with his tongue. And his old man's liable to take bets on the outcome. 
That's the Templeton's. I'll bet on anything. Look at the way Kate, Margaret, and Laura bet on the shop. I keep meaning to go there again. I'm not on much fancy lady shops, but I'm wondering how Laura handles clerking. I think you'll be surprised and impressed. I have been. It's giving them something solid and special. Gives them a living. Gives them more than that. It gives them unity and a goal and love. Either the beer or the woman were making him sentimental, but the went with it. I wasn't around when they conceived it, but it put it together. Took the chance. Margot selling off almost everything she owned. My conservative accountant pulling her investment to make her share and Laura selling her wedding ring. She sold her wedding ring to build that shop. Yeah, it's right after they found out Ridgeway had pretty much cleaned out their joint accounts. She wouldn't take Templeton money for the shop, so she hawked her wedding and engagement rings to make the down payment on the building. What woman they are. <laughs> yeah, Michael Franos, the socialite, the model, and the accountant. They sweated over it. They cleared and sanded and painted and figured out how to make it work. It knocks me out to walk in there and see how they are together. <laughs> how they are together anywhere. You see them out on the cliffs. Rooting around in the rocks and dirt from Sevier's diary. All these years, they're still together, still looking. Kate was wild tonight when she told me Laura had found another coin. She's trying to see it all oh, to settle all this, these faucets into an image in his mind. Laura, she found a coin when? Last night, I took a walk down on the cliffs. Kate says she does that from time to time. When she needs to clear her head or just be alone. She found one. A gold bloom. Just like Margot did and Kate did. All this fucking thing. Each one of them finding a coin. Months apart by accident rather than design. The treasure hunters turn up nothing. Then boom. One of them just picks up a gold piece off the ground. As if it had been there all along. Makes you wonder. The back door slammed open. And Thomas' voice moved by. Is this a poker game or a damn church? Social. Cars are getting cold. Then doom. Back home. Coming. Yes, my. Yeah. Laura walks on the cliffs at night. Now and again. Byron muddy through the dogs. He ran circles around. And last night, she just reached down and picked up a gold coin. Spanish, 1844. Son of a bitch, that's weird. I thought it was weirder. McKinnon believed they're going to find the whole thing. They're the only ones who will. Never believed in existed. Never believed it existed. Ask Laura to show you a coin. You might change your mind. I might do that. Michael murmured, then walked back into the comforting arena of cigar smoking beer. When he dragged himself up the stairs at three in the morning, <laughs> he still had his shirt, his horses, and his ego. He would have counted himself lucky for that. The fact that he was also $800 richer was just icing. He thought he might put it toward buying a pretty here, lean quarter horse he had his eye on. He stepped through his front door and stumbled over the warm bundle stretched out. <laughs> Jesus Christ, as he hit the whole floor, the dog yelped, shouting and licking humbly my Pongo, what the hell are you? Jesus, get the, your tongue out of my mouth. Michael slipped the hand over his face, shifting it in a with wriggling puppy. Yeah, yeah, you're sorry. How the hell you get in here? Learn how to pick locks. He came with me. Laura stepped out of the bedroom. He loves me. He didn't want to sleep in my bed all alone. Me either. Maybe it was the beer. Or it's a drop hitting with the floor. But his voice seemed to have been lost somewhere along the way. She was standing in the lamplight, smiling, and wearing nothing but one of his shirts. Her hair was tousled, her skin flushed, and when he managed to clear his vision, he noted that her eyes were bright. If <laughs> a bit unfocused, she was in simple words, beautiful, sexy, and drunk. Did you come for the rent? Her laugh was on fire. It's after business hours. I came for you. Thought you'd never get here. How was the poker game? Probable. How was the movie marathon? 
Illuminating. Did you ever watch, really watch the way people kiss in black and white? It's... She sighed, ran a hand down her breast, and so he had a roll stung back into his mouth. Wonderful, she said. Just wonderful. Come and kiss me, Michael. In black and white. Sugar. He had very few rolls. He was struggling to remember. This was one. As he set the dog aside him, you're plowed. I am indeed. She shook her. Shook back her hair. Leaned against the door frame. The door waited for bounce. Did you know, Michael? I have never been drunk in my life. A little tipsy. I admit to having been. On occasion, a little tipsy, but drunk? Never. Not done, not acceptable for a woman of my standing in the community. <laughs> You're safe, you safe with me. Bongo and I will talk, take walking home. I'm not going home. She straightened, sending herself, enjoying the liberating way. The room tilted as she stepped toward him. Until I've had you, then you can tell me if I kiss as good as Kate and Margo. Shit, he muttered on Word travels fast around here. You can even rip my clothes off again. She linked her arms around it. It's your shirt anyway. I like wearing your clothes. It's almost like having your hands on me. You're going to put your hands on me, Michael. I'm debating. I'll tell you a secret. She pressed against him, put her mouth on his ear. Want to know my secret? She was going to be sorry. Come to unsight. Otherwise, but he skimmed his hands on her shirt. Well, though, yeah, tell me a secret. I have dreams about you. I used to have them before, too. A long time ago. When you would come around with Josh, I had dreams about you, but I never told anybody because it wouldn't be appropriate for a woman understanding. <laughs> she chuckled, nipped his earlobe, and sent his blood pressure through the room. Exactly. You know what I dreamed about? I'll tell you. You'd find me, be on the cliffs or in my room, or in the forest, and you'd find me, and my heart would start pounding so hard, so fast. She took his hand, pressed against her heart to show him. I couldn't move or breathe or even think. She continued on her hand, laid over his on her, her breast. He'd come toward me, not saying anything, just looking at me. Like until my knees were weak, until the blood was rushing in my head. You'd kiss me, so rough, so hot, the way you no one else ever would. No one else would dare to touch me in the way you touch me. No, it was like drowning. He thought startling those deep gray eyes like. Was like that. No one would. <laughs> you ripped my clothes, ripped them off, and take me right there, wherever we were, just the way you did that night. Just like in my dreams. I must have always known you would one day. She circled away, arms lifted like a dancer, on point while he stood where he was, aching, viciously aching. That's my secret. I dreamed of you. Oh, my head spit. Did she laugh for Sandra? Being drunk was like. just. Being drunk feels just like it feels having you on top of me, inside me, pounding in me. Good God, I love it. She combed her hair back from me. Look at you, standing there, watching me. Never expected to hear such talk from Lord Temple Tendies, yet he knew standing there, watching her, that if he'd been dying of thirst, he would have begged for her rather than sip single sip of water. No, if you don't remember this in the morning, I'm going to be damn sorry. Just full of surprises tonight. She lifted her arms, hooked them behind her head, and stretched. Watched all those movies, drank all that wine, ate chocolate, and laughed and cried inside. All those things women do. Laura lowered her hands again, turned a slow, fluid pirouette that made her shirt blow up and out. Watched Margot talk Anna into having her nails painted. Kate dozing off with her head on my mother's lap. Margot nursing the baby when he woke. I loved it all so much. Loved being with them. My life is them and my babies. But through it all, you were in the back of my mind. Where is Michael? Does he still want me? And I said, we'll see. Help you there when he comes home. 
and we'll see if he does. If I can make him want me. Do you? He didn't speak. Couldn't have. Simply crossed her, dragged her against him, and plundered. Joy and need and pleasure burst through her in one sizzling ball of heat. Her laugh of smoke, like her eyes, as he pulled his No, no, Kitty now, and brave enough, she rode on top. Not me. This time, I want to see if I can. He was ripe to explode and pull her down again. Lord, for Christ's sake. Me, she jerked back, shaking her reeling head. I want to do things to you, things that might be considered inappropriate for a woman of my station. He struggled to clamp down. I want to hurry when she shot. want to use me, do you? Her lips jerked in the gloom in his eyes. That's right. Look, we scared Bonjo. He's curled up in the corner. He'll get over it. What do you want to do to me? I have to figure it out. She flew out of breath. Toy with a buttons of shirt. I've got another secret. If it's anything like the last one, I'm pro it'll probably kill me. <laughs> it's not a good one. Now her lips better. Well, maybe since it turned out this way, it is. Peter never ripped my clothes off. Christ, forget it. And him. But when he reached up, she beat him. I want to tell you. So you'll know. It's kind of funny, really. We always had very appropriate sex. Not like with you. She traced the bee above the button. With a fingertip. Always appropriate sex, except when we didn't have sex at all, which was most of the time, and all through the last year we married. And you know what? She placed her hands on either side of his head, leaned down. Heavy eyed, more than tipsy woman. What? She yummed in her throat as she choked her breast. You can do that. She I don't mind at all. But I was saying, we had a system. No, he had a system. I was just there. He would put on a classical music, chop one. Always the same thought. No, I sometimes still get a tick in my eye when I hear it. He would close the door, lock it. Lest the wandering servant be shocked by go the going on. Though the staff would hardly have business in there. At 10.45 in the evening. It was most always at 10.45. So he was a creature of habit. Michael flipped open buttons and found her flesh. Um, no, you don't. She said, I'm good. You're trying to distract me. Turn off the light. Get into bed. He kissed me three times. Not two, not four, but three times. Then he would. I don't think I want to play by pay here in Bridgeway style in a sec. In the marital bed, please, well, we'll just get right along then, since it, it isn't very interesting anyway. 11.05, he would wish me a pleasant night and go to sleep. A 20-minute special, huh? <laughs> you can set your clock by. Oh, Michael. Stretch your arms up, giving him tempting glimpses of soft white swells. I thought it was me. I thought that was just the way it was. Had to be, but it isn't. It wasn't. It doesn't. She got her breasts in her hands. With her eyes closed. It's never predictable with you. I never know what you'll do when you'll... Where you'll touch me next or how. And it's never proper. It's so wonderfully improper. The things you do with your hands, with your mouth on me. Shrunk your hands with your... Do you have any idea what it's like to discover at 30 that you have a sex drive? No. He couldn't help but smile her. She was so beautifully drunk. About minus 16 and never lost sight of it. She laughed. Flinging her head back and making his teeth ache with the need to bite into that slim white Oh, but this is better. Has to be. It's like finding Sophia's diary. Somehow, you know it's there somewhere, or hope it is, and then when you find it, after all the time, all the wandering, it sits so sweet. Since so you found that elusive sex drive, his hands slid up. Why don't we put it to use? I'm gonna make you sweat. She's down again, scraped her teeth over her. You might even be. Now you're getting cocky. I take that as a challenge. She demonstrated she shoved up her sleeves, which fell right back down again. Are you man enough to agree not to touch me until I say you can? Lift her, bro. Why don't you just what the lady had him on? You're a lost sugar. I don't think so. Ultimately, no hand. She murmured and pressed his to her his sides, except mine. She lowered her lips to his, brushed, teased, nibbled. Margaret said you were very 
tasty mouth. She smiled when he was. She was right. I think I'll stay right here. Well, she lingered on his mouth. Changing the angle of the depth, the tone of the kiss, light one minute, instant energy the next, and sultry smoke, his fingers aching, on the carpet. Not bad for a beginner. He managed to avoid resting with me, and I learned fast. He hurts pounding, Michael. She nipped at the pulse in his throat, cruised over her dampening flesh, then she gripped his shirt at the shoulder, pulled for the seat, straight fast. He chuckled from pulse humor, but let me do that for you. I can handle this. She's back, kept her eyes on his as she yanked hard. Seam room, exposed to muscle and skin. She pounced on her legs, starting Oh, your body. She whispered, then crossed her hands, taking hold of his shirt, sending cloth and buttons flying. You upset your body, tough and scarred and tight. I want it. Her mouth streaked down her shoulder over his chest. Quick, greedy bites and sucks, feathering open mouth, kisses and flicks of tongue. But when his hands came up to grip her hips, she shoved him away with a single word. Mine? Rising up, she shrugged off the shirt, then once more bent to her task. She was destroying him in a way he hadn't known her. he could be destroyed. Slowly, inevitably, she was taking him in a way he hadn't known he could be taken. Greenly, intently, his breath taking, caught, released on a groan when she levered her tongue low on his belly. Every muscle quivered, top wires close to snapping, thoughts spilled and emptied from his mind so rapidly that he couldn't gain hold. Sensation ran violently into sensation like two clenched fists, the scent of her, elegant as royalty, the sheen of her skin, glossy as damp rose, and the stroke of her hands. Restless as lust, giddy on her own power, she tugged open the buttons of his jeans, but his body tense like a runner on the mark. She lowered her mouth, tasting there, just there where denim and flesh met, and heard him choke out her name. She could do this to him, she thought, as she dipped her tongue under the dim cheese. She could create this desperation and weakness, the violent need in a strong, vital man. She could make him want her to the point of madness. And she could take whatever she wanted from him. She nudged the material down, closed her teeth over his hip, and heard the breath explode out of his lungs. He was hopeless, she knew, lost in her, and she could make him ache. She took him into her mouth, clamped him in a wet velvet vice, and shot his system into chaos. His hands fisted in her hair as his body bucked under her. When her mouth cruised up, his belly came over her quaking muzzles. He was ready to kill to have her. Still gripping her hair, he yanked her head back up, reared up. He yanked her head back, reared up. She felt one shocking jolt as the dark burn over to his eyes, and his mouth was slammed on hers. I didn't say you could touch me. She pinned it out as his lips braided her, braided her throat and shoulders. He didn't pick I need you. He found her with his hand, shoving her over the peak. He was still clean. Now, goddammit, take me in. Triumphant, she threw her head back, and her laugh was rich and wild, locking her legs around his waist. She arched back. Yes? Bowed like a bridge when he drove himself into her. She cried out. No longer surprised by shuddering, not none, nah, nothing less over the speed and violence of the orgasm. She arrowed up again, her body like this, her hips bumped. More? She'd made a tearing nails up. Michael, more. Blind with greed, she shoved him back, dug her hands into his waist, and took more. The storm raged through him, whipping toward Beak, but he could see her. Her eyes had fallen over, her eyes close to hilted slits, her head back in abandonment. The animal inside him made it with hers until she ridden both to exhaustion. Through hazy vision, he saw her melt down on him. He felt the quakes of the aftershock rush through her. His own body felt bruised, numbed, weightless, so that he wasn't even aware that his arms were locked tight around her, like a man holding everything to matter. Told you I could do it, she murmured, turning her lips. Yeah, you showed me. <laughs> he pressed his lips, her hair, wilder, 
Laura said her name quietly, almost to himself, and closed his eyes, trying for both their sakes not to hear the rest. I love you. I love you. You wanted me. Yes, I wanted you. Her hair smelled like sunlight, weakened him all over again. Will you do something for me, Michael? Yeah, anything. Terrible thought. Anything. Will you carry me to bed? I'm still drunk. Sure, baby, just hold on. He rose with her, a feat that even her impart state made her heart flutter. One more thing. Her head dropped loopily against his shoulder when she moaned, and he had panic visions of front of the base and shelf under her face before she said, Okay, don't worry, I'll take care of you, it'll be fine. All right. Warm and soft and trusty, she scrolled into him, then blinked against the nard light. What? What? Her head cocked her seat. What? Are we in the bathroom? It's the handiest place to be sick. Go ahead and toss up wine, sugar, you'll be fine. I'm not going to toss a perfectly good champagne. She had to throw her her when he tried to sit her down. I'm not going to be sick. Then she flopped back dead weight like a woman in a faint and laughed. So her neck off. Oh, that's so sweet. You were going to hold my head while I vomited. God, Michael. She raised up again and kissed him softly. You're the cutest thing. You're so cute and sweet. I could eat you right up. My hero. <laughs> Embarrassing. Maybe I'll just stick your head in the toilet anyway. If you're going to lose the champagne and ch if you're not going to lose the champagne and chocolate, what do you want? I told you to carry me to bed. I would think it would be obvious. Smiling, she traced finger down. I want you to want me again if it wouldn't be any position glanced down at her warm rosy naked female his female i guess i could manage that get and do you think you could well she leaned over and whispered something in his ear that made his blood take a quick trip to his loins that's pretty inappropriate behavior but he made a beeline for the bed under the circumstances end of chapter 17